Golight presents Murder Most Irish. Gone off like Cadbury's chocolate. But I think it's in my head. I think it's in my head. That's like me. I've gone off, kind of gone off. Um, eggs. Eggs. And sausages. Now, I'm not gone off the sausage. Sausage's especially not Graham's sausage. Yeah, I've gone off that. No. <laughs> sausages sausage free. Yeah, no. Uh, why? Because of what's in them? The whole concept of them. The fact that they're a, a meat inside a skin. Oh, okay. Can't deal with that at the moment. Why don't be a vegetarian? <sighs> I love a burger. See, but how come you, like, you don't I have a problem a with a burger, but you have a problem with sausage? Can't explain it to you. I'm fine. Maybe the shape as well. I think it's the idea. Like, you know when you take sausages out of the packet? Like when they're not cooked. Slimy. Slimy. My, the only thing I don't like to, like, really... But, like, the other day when you came over and I, like, deboned that chicken. Yeah. Like, Graham just be like, you're disgusting. It freaks me out a little bit. Chicken freaks me out. Like, like so I can deep bone the chicken and I can take the backbone out of the chicken and I can take the giblets out of the chicken. It's like, you know, when people have, um, what are those, those sea creatures that, prawns? Prawns. And they take the, the shit out. The shit line out of them. If the I had to do that, do you think I would put that in my mouth? <laughs> do you think I would think I just have but a chicken? But that every animal you Don't eat. care, don't see it. People love showing you. Here's oh, the no one's of ever this shown me an arsehole. No one's ever shown me. Videos like when they do cookery me. videos and they're like, get the freshest and you just take all their shit out of it. Yeah. Can't. I do Sorry, watch that those is little Chinese, in my mouth. Those little videos in China, those little kids in China that do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And their mom's like, well, you know, stall and stuff. Just take the shit out. Yeah, and I just think, like, Can't do it, man. what a gift. I remember when I was younger, I read, um, not super size me, what's the other one? There was another one about um, fast food companies and they, uh, I didn't like McDonald's anyway, but they started giving like really detailed uh, things of what happened in the slaughterhouses for McDonald's. I was like, I can't eat this. But things happen in... I know. Oh, okay. And I know how my, I know that like when I was younger, I read it. So I was like, oh, okay, they're just mixing shit in with this then. Oh, shy. Literal shit. They're mixing, they are slitting these cows they're slitting them open and their shit is falling out of their, their bowel. And they should just... probably trigger warn this content. No, fuck them. <laughs> Mixing it all up um, and serving you a burger. And I was like, I don't, I can't do this. And then off I went down to the local chipper. And got the, and did the same <gasps> thing. Um, nom, 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 nom. Yeah. On the finest Longford beef you could find. Well, now listen. Full of fucking carcinogenics. Um, yeah. Stuff I like do think there is that thing of like, if you know, would you keep going? But I do know and I do keep going. Um, Jerry, I feel really guilty about it. I know. Jerry used to say if we saw how uh, certain meats were produced, you'd never eat them again. But he ate them, so <coughs> I don't well, know. Well, Jim said, day, not day, a couple of weeks ago, Jim was talking about uh, his father-in-law, I want to say. Worked in, was a but like his dad, his dad was a butcher. So like his father-in-law's dad, so that would be his wife's grandfather. Yeah. Uh, was a butcher and he was like, he never ate bacon. Oh really? And he was like, "You just like if you saw it, like you just wouldn't eat it. You wouldn't eat it, yeah." And I think he said about a sausage, and I was like, "Well, he's lived a sad and sorry life." Yeah, 
I don't know, man. But like then again, if it was a sausage patty, it wouldn't bother me. So I'm starting to think that's what it is. So it's just the skin. I think it's the skin. I think it's the idea. Well, like for me, sometimes uh, if I make chicken wings, when I used to make them, I don't make them anymore. But when I used to, when I was like, Art, I'd have to make him mix the sauce because I couldn't do it. Because the skin freaked the fuck out of me. Just the idea. You know what I think it is? I think it's this. I think it's the idea of skin. Because you're like that with the chicken. Yeah. It's whenever like, yeah, I cook like, chicken, chicken, chicken I always like, take the skin off. Yeah, I don't want it. Like, I don't know what it is. And it's getting worse as I get older. Like, there's more and more things that I'm like, no, like eggs, I am done. I am done with eggs. Completely. Like, I ate when I was in New York because I was locked. I ate that egg in the... Oh, Jack on the I yeah. ate that because I was locked but now when the last time I was in Flavio's he tried to he made eggs and I was like, like immediately I was like get that away from me and when people make like my, make poached eggs and they put it on the plate and it kind of moves <laughs> I can't I can't do it like I can't do it anymore and I used to fucking love a poached egg yeah dip the toast in yeah and I'm like there's like 18 eggs in the fridge belonging to me that I currently have to throw away because I can't eat them so you just done now? Can't, can't do it. And I miss them because I love, I used to love eggs and I'm like, no. What about a scrambled egg? No, nothing. Can't. And like I, the last time I was down in Yvonne's, I had eggs. She made scrambled egg and I broke out in a massive rash on my chest after them. So I'm like, what is happening? But I think it's psychosomatic. Yeah. I think I did it to myself. I was like, I've eaten eggs. So maybe I should begin a journey of vegetarianism. Maybe. I've become like one of those hippie dippies. I've become like that lady in the documentary. You can make my cat immortal. <laughs> how much money do you want I haven't watched it yet please watch it I'm dying everybody please watch Bad Vegan because it's the most insane thing I've seen in a very long time it's border it's just on the same amount of insane as that one about the family who let that paedophile take their daughter do you remember that we were talking about that in work the other day because one of he the girls I worked with was like she was so funny she remember she was like remember when he, uh, he just gave your man a wank and he I was like oh yeah a and he just said it I remember yeah. I saw that and I had to go back and be like sorry what and I leaned and he leaned over and I put his hand in my penis yeah. I put my, his penis in my hand and he was in a great deal of pain so I wanted to take his pain away that's what I remember the most that line I want you know you want to take your fellow friend's pain away sorry As, excuse me the most shocking thing is that she continued to have a relationship with her mother after that her mother and father yeah. I would have been like you can never speak to me again you and all of them so her mother father. was having sex with him the dad the was dad having was having sex with sexual him. relationships with him and he was raping that girl and he was raping their daughter and they were like come stay in our house and she was like oh you know these we make we all make mistakes I was watching that it's a shock when I was like well Kathleen do this <laughs> no she wouldn't but in my head I was like Kathleen Coerce be coerced slightly into this uh, um, yeah that one that one's pretty shocking and then the other one that's really shocking is the guy that like drove people around England for two years pretending they were on the run from the IRA I need to gain some skills <laughs> where I can convince people of the most insane fucking bullshit like I, what I know but I think as well they do target vulnerable people. But that girl... How could he target... How do you know they were all four, how, vulnerable, yeah, four vulnerable people? Like that girl lived in... Like was a, like a that slave. That girl gave up her entire existence. Ten years. Because she thought the Ra... We're going to kill her. Who? Kill her why would they care about you? Uh, or come to get you. Like, but even the, the bad vegan thing, like... It's odd because she usually when these you hear these stories, it's like a girl who was down on her luck or you know a bad family relationship. Blah blah blah. This girl was re- really wealthy, really well educated, had a very good family life, had an amazing company and job, and was like, you know, 
celebrated in New York and then this thing happened to her and I can't tell I don't want to give spoilers but please if you can go watch Bad Vegan Bad Vegan on Netflix Netflix? Yeah and she said something about vegans that I was like don't say that Oh where she was like She was like oh, We believe in a higher power ha- We believe in, a- in other things us vegans you know we believe in more like things that are outside the, the realm of reality and I was like no don't don't you dare put all these vegans in with you No You fucking loon But I think these people have to like you have to tr- you have to clasp at something I you do you? And she was just, oh lord! I can't wait to watch it. And Alec Baldwin was such, it was like perving over. Her. Alec Baldwin's a perv. Alec Baldwin is perv. He just remember can't. he tried to get ahead of the Me Too movement. It yeah. came out and was like, "I've got <laughs> listen, guys, <laughs> listen, guys, some cheeks are about to come out. Just some shit's gonna just, go down. I just want to say sorry. <laughs> I'm dead sorry. I didn't mean it. And then nothing, nothing came about out because he, he got like, in there. Yeah. He literally preempted the Me Too movement. The movement. I was like, hey, listen, <laughs> hey, listen, <laughs> some shit. The tides have changed. <laughs> And I, I, just, I was trying to think was there anybody else that did that yeah. but I don't think there was no it was just him like everybody else was scurrying under yeah. a rock and he's like I've done so many things I've done some t- like that I need to and then he married a 27 year old yeah and had 72 how many more children bald she's children she's pregnant now isn't, or did yeah. they have the baby now I have no idea 72 bald children their babies what's are super about? bald what's that about don't know sorry if anybody has bald children I don't mean that in a bad way Bald babies. But all of her babies are bald. All her babies are bald. But then like, I was trying to think, no, Fionn had a full head of hair when he was born. Like he was massive head of hair. And she does that thing where she pierces their ears. Oh yeah, because she's uh, Spanish. She's Spanish. Do you not know that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. It's a very Spanish thing to yeah. do. Uh, I would say cucumber. I would say, I would say this in cucumber. What, what is the word for this in, what did she say? What is, um, how you say cucumber? Like, I think she is absolute proof that a 27-year-old vagina could rule the world. Yes. Because that man's a fucking dumbass. And if I was Irish, Ireland Baldwin, I'd be like, can you stop uh, taking away from my... Inheritance? Inheritance. Ah, she's all right. Her mum's meant to. Where is she? Who, her mum? Yeah. Having a great time, I'm sure. She is, because she's away from that fucking Yes. Dog. I will say, uh, Jack John, he's the greatest character in television. Absolutely. Uh, that's character. what I'm saying. And, but I will say... I will say. A young Alec Baldwin. Young Alec Baldwin. Get it. Uh, Beetlejuice Alec Baldwin 100% yeah, when he has those glasses on and the big hair yes he looks like a little slut like honest <laughs> to god a little 80s slut I'd be a little lovely. slut for him he is he was beautiful <laughs> he was beautiful back in the day um, but now he's a creep have you got any housekeeping housekeeping yeah. uh, no I have do I have any housekeeping no sorry to everyone I have no housekeeping nothing has happened um, oh uh, the Patreon is there. Emma was sick. So I I've got housekeeping. So sick. So I'd like to say thank you to all the people that messaged me to see if Emma was okay. Yeah, I'm okay. And my response to everybody was, "It's coming out both ends." It is come. It was fully coming out both ends. And Lad, um, I had to do your thing, where I sat on the toilet with my with my bucket. Oh yeah, it's right. I was puking into the bucket. And That's why the sink should be right beside your toilet. And if it's not, you need to move out of the house. That's not. I can kind of lean over, but I wouldn't get enough. The traction right. um, I was very ill and then I got like a cold flu thing at the end of it as well so Colin thought I was going to die and kept texting me did he? he can live oh. I'm like I'm fine Colin everybody has COVID in my station fuck off yeah it's back apparently here. it's rampant at the moment yeah it's doing rounds again what's COVID? Well, that Someone, just, just some a guy that I work with was like really sick he lost like 14 or 17 kgs over COVID? yeah Fuck me, that's yeah. terrifying. He's really, really sick. Apparently tons of people have um, long COVID from the Omicron variant. That's the thing now that's like affecting people. I was greatly. at 
I was at a birthday party a couple of weeks ago and all of the women in the sitting room were like, I have long COVID. Do you have long COVID? What symptoms of long COVID do you have? I'm very tired. I had to pull over when I was driving home and I would never go back to sleep when I dropped the kids off to school. But I have long COVID. Do you have long COVID? And oh I was like, God. has a doctor told you to have long COVID? <laughs> Maybe you're just Shut tired. Shut the fuck up. Maybe you just need to have a... Go to doctors. Maybe you need to go to sleep. Stop running around after these kids oh, yes, and the kids, like man. get some iron. It's the kids, man. Get rid of the Every kids. single one of them. I get literally, I got, to, I literally interjected, being like, "Has a doctor told any of you that you have long COVID?" So they were just saying that they were wrecked. Like and they were like, "Oh no, I didn't go back to the doctor." Well then, I was like, "You don't have long COVID. You're just fucking tired." I'm tired all the time. I don't have long COVID. Like, I'm tired all the time. I'm, I'm just tired, tired of life. Consistently, Sarah's having a day. Fuck. Everybody can. This is the most Mondayest of Tuesday it I've is ever Monday had in the history of my life. Everybody today can just fuck right off. Yeah, and tell them. This is usually me. I love. Yeah, this. no. Everybody the roles have reversed. Like, honestly, I just like today. I was like, Do you know what? We're not getting any better. We're going backwards in time. <laughs> Women are not helping themselves. Like, honest to God. <laughs> like, um, that's that's me. That's how I feel every day. You're getting a, you're getting a taste of the Emmas. You I have the like, Emmas. And people were trying to calm me down, and I was like, just leave no, me alone. Let you. Be, I hate when people just let somebody be angry. Like, they were like, don't do it. Don't. No. That is no, Sarah Jane. No. And I was like, <laughs> you sh- shut up. Or you're going to get it in the neck. Don't tell me fucking no. I never say ever say anything good about my relationships or people that I'm with ever. I don't because I don't talk about my relationships. That's one thing about Fabio that I like is he lets me be angry. He's not like, calm down. Stop. Why are you so angry? He's just like, there you go. Like for two hours. And he doesn't care. Do you know what I mean? So I think you just need to let people be pissed off. Yeah. You're allowed to be pissed off. You're allowed to be angry. You're allowed to be like, I'm not this fucking thing where you're in your job and you have to be like, hmm, no. Like, I'm sorry, we're only human. You're allowed to be pissed off. Like, there wasn't a single person I interacted with today that did not know I was angry. You were just like... Like, I was like... Mm. Like, and there was... I got an email and it really... It just pushed me over the edge and I had to get up and leave my desk. Yeah. Because I was like... the no, And the next person that comes up and speaks to me, regardless... <laughs> the neck. Regardless of what they want, I'm just going to lose it and it will be of no fault of their own. So I was like, no. Like, everybody's got fired today. Oh, really? It's like, oh, fire. Everybody. <laughs> Everybody's getting fired. Like one of the metrics came in and it was like not green, but it was still fine. And I was like, who caused that? <laughs> fired. Like I was like, I had to go sit in the conference room by myself. Oh, dude. So fucking bouncing off the walls. I'm sorry you had a shit day. Um, and I've had the longest period of my life. Have you still got your period? I have to go to the doctor just after. Have you still got on. your period? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding? Still have it. And my stomach is like, like I've got just terrible, terrible trapped like wind all the time. What the fuck? Yeah, go to the doctor. Like, Definitely go to the doctor. And then I googled something which I thought was Don't, normal. Sarah. It's not normal. I told you this. I have, I do, I've stopped that because I literally was like six months to a year. Every time there's anything wrong with me. Thoughts and purse. Thoughts and purse six months to a year. Every single time. Yeah, so I do Don't ever Google it. I think. You, could, you literally Google be like, I have a small spot on my lip. And they're like, could be infection, zit, Mouth cancer. Mouth cancer. They're going to rip out your jaw. <laughs> You're going to be sucking your food through a straw for the rest of your life. That's literally all the internet does like. So don't um, read that shit. So yeah, anyway. I'm fine now. I feel a little bit better now. I just want 
everybody to fuck off yeah like yeah like and here's the thing i was laughing at myself this morning because i was driving into work i was listening to rage against the machine <laughs> and i was like yeah you know maggie's farm yeah, yeah yeah and i was like this is the most contradictory thing ever you listen to maggie's farm while driving to mamazon yeah. <laughs> like to make money you are maggie yeah, like, i was like i am you maggie. Are maggie like the i was song like, is about you I was like, and i was like hey go to work <laughs> on maggie's farm no more and i was like there you are <laughs> but listen, like, tomorrow, I don't know if tomorrow's going to be better. I hope tomorrow is better. Thanks. Can I steal some of your water, actually? Please? Yeah. Thanks. Colin is away, so if anything goes wrong, sorry. That's such a great song. He's practicing for one Is of that us. an MC5 song? Maggie's Firm. Isn't that album all MC5 it's, covers? No, it's not all MC5 covers. That song is uh, Bob Dunn. Ah. They do an MC5 one, but that Maggie's Kick Firm's, out the jams. Maggie's Firm's like, hang on, we're going. Because I don't get Bob Dylan mm. and I never will. And I never. My sister said she went to see Bob Dylan and it was the worst experience of her entire life. <laughs> she just wanted to leave five minutes into the game. Really? Because he didn't want to be there. That man, that man is 90 something years of age. That man does not want to be there. And there's a whole thing that it's not him. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> it's the same way that Paul McCartney. Paul it's McCartney. Not it's not him. And Sarah thinks that. Uh, I don't think I know. <laughs> Stevie Wonder is not blind. <laughs> Right, and I don't care how many people I have to tell. Can I please call the episode Stevie Wonder is not blind instead, please? Like, if you want want me for a point to watch, there's a video of Stevie Wonder driving a car. Yeah, Yeah, by himself. Didn't Shaq say, was it Shaq said he doesn't think he's blind either? Uh, Just a couple of people. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, yeah, but I think Shaq said he was on a... Shaq said he was on like stage with him and he said that he knocked over a microphone and and he he caught it. it. And he said, jeez, you're not blind. (laughs) Like, just just straight. Someone else said they were in an elevator with him and they they were standing at the, it was on a talk show. They were standing at the very back of the elevator was a huge elevator and Stevie Wonder got on. And he's like, I didn't move. I didn't say anything. I didn't. And he just like was like, hey, and said his name. He was like, hey, Baba. He was like, this motherfucker's not blind. <laughs> so I don't know. Sarah's fully convinced of this. Uh, not blind. She thinks Peter Andre is a nonce and that Stevie. And I'm Wonder. not wrong there either. <laughs> Apparently he's got a very tiny penis. Is Stevie Wonder? No. Uh, <laughs> Peter Andre. I Although I don't know what Stevie Wonder could happen to. <laughs> Peter, who said he's a tiny penis? Uh, you know the. Jordan. Here's the thing I've been following. Yeah. Because I'm a sad sack. I will judge people for watching Love Island, but then I will care about Wag of the Christie. <gasps> that case mm-hmm. with the girl, Rebecca Vardy and the other girl. Yeah. What's her fucking name? Anyway, that other one. And apparently Rebecca Vardy, they brought up the fact that Rebecca Vardy would constantly go to the media when she was younger and she had sex with Peter Andre and then said his penis looked like a chipolata. Which a is chipolata! A t- which is a tiny sausage. Oh my God. And then he was really upset about that. And then, obviously this happened years ago, so everybody had forgotten about it. And then they brought it up in the case. So now it's all back in the oh. media again. So he had to give a statement being like, this ruined my life. No, it didn't ruin your life, Peter, ruin Andre. Life, Peter Andre. It's just your penis. It's like, no one cares. And then apparently he doesn't have a chipolata-sized penis. She just chipolata! She just said that to be a yoke. Oh, but, okay. Uh, yeah, so that's what I'm into now at the moment. I still don't know the outcome of the case. But I fully believe that she did what that girl called her doing. Oh, it does seem to oh, be. Oh, she did. Like, there was, they found text messages between her and her assistant calling the other girl a cunt. Oh. So there's loads of other stuff going on. They were like, she's an attention-seeking cunt and blah, 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 blah. And then um, somehow her phone went missing. So they couldn't get any more me- any more messages off it or whatever. And her assistant dropped her phone into the water while they were on a yacht somewhere. I was like, y'all did this. I don't know if you're in cahoots. 
But you all 100% did this and she admit, caught you. Admit it, he got caught. A few moments later. So the guards came to the station today for something like that I can't talk about. Yeah. But they told me about this guy that was not related at all to my job in this like meatpacking plant up the road. And they were saying that um, he was wanted for like something, something yeah. like. And um, when they went to get him, he'd like absconded. <gasps> But then there was like another warrant, an international warrant, like a couple of months later. Jesus Christ. Not for the same person, for oh. somebody else. But they went back to another site up the road. And when they arrested a guy, it was the guy that originally absconded. And the identity he stolen just happened to be somebody that was wanted for... Fuck! So like... Karma! So he'd stolen someone's identity that already had like uh, a warrant, warrant. And he had stolen someone's identity because he was wanted... The devil web. For something. And I was like, oh my God. And they were like, yes. Yeah. So now he was arrested for stealing someone's identity, obviously. And then whatever he was originally arrested for. Holy shit. And I was like, what a fucking dumb look. I love it though. And they were like, yeah, the guards were telling me loads of things that they probably shouldn't have been Should me telling you things. And I was like, come back lads, I'll make this cup of tea next time. <laughs> All right. All righty. Shall we do this, so. this old story? Hey Colin, tell us about the Patreon. Sure thing, Lily Pops. Hey there, MMI fans. It's me, Colin, and do I have news for you. It's all going down over at www.patreon.com forward slash Irish, where we've totally revamped our Patreon offering for you mega fans. That's right. Now all of your favorite Patreon stuff can be found in one place as we bring you our MMI Super Show exclusively for Patreon, featuring all the usual banter and chat between Emma and Sarah Jane, plus me thrown into the bargain, along with Lily's Tales, Maximum bell bag and some surprises along the way but that's not all every single week due to popular demand we will be bringing you a full length story whether it be miscellaneous most Irish for those cases that just don't fit on the main show murder most international for those cases you guys have been crying out for or even music most awesome where we talk about our favourite albums but wait there's even more how about MMI Drive the fan favourite podcast show where MN Sarah Jane drive around Dublin talking about all sorts of shite plus our monthly Ask Me Our segment where you get to pick the brains of the girls and maybe even ask me a question or two so what are you waiting for come on over to www.patreon.com forward slash murder most Irish and join in the fun for only six euros a month give my mommy six euro so I am doing because it's Pred month the month of the gays hi gay i'm doing hi gay do you hi. like this gay product slash hey into this product deal i am going to do this story of marriage equality in ireland so i'm gonna do the yes campaign that i thought you were gonna together. do a murder no because you know why why everything is terrible the gays have been through enough and they deserve some niceness however there is mention of murder in this because oh, of course there is okay. because with any minority group people are getting murdered in order for things to happen so, this is true. My sources are the L Wikipedia. So, marriage equality. Marriage equality. I Ireland. loved it. Like whenever I watch Reading the Nears, and it, oh, every time Ball. I'm like, like, and even the <laughs> day, so the day it passed, I was oh, yeah, like, Ball, <laughs> things are changing. <laughs> so, Wikipedia, Rockthus.ie, the Irish Times, the Independent.ie, uh, another one from the Irish Times, um. At GCN, I got two articles from GCN and a fantastic history podcast called Dig, D-I-G. 
they're amazing if you want to actually listen to a podcast where they do stuff <laughs> listen to dig two ladies they're amazing i've been enough true enough today <laughs> you're very good very good um so yeah i'm going to talk about marriage equality in ireland and the amendment to the thir- sorry the 34th amendment to the constitution of ireland the 34th amendment the 34th the constitution's been written uh was oh, also uh there's a lot of stuff in this that i didn't know all right and it makes me very mad at nationalism <gasps> so i'll say that a lot of stuff in this um so i'm just going to begin begin the 34th amendment of the constitution parentheses marriage equality act 2015 so when you go on the oroctus website this is what the amendment says marriage may be contracted in accordance with law by two persons without distinction as to their sex so before this it was man and woman male and female now it's without distinction to their sex in May 2015, those 17 words were added to the Irish Constitution and changed not only the lives of the LGBTQIA plus community in Ireland, but also opened the door for many other countries to stand up and take the same steps. And then it says the bill has been signed into law by the president dated August 29th, 2015. So that was the day it was fully signed into law. God, it's 2015? It's so long. It feels... I actually don't think it feels that long. I is it feel... Mary McAleese that signed it in? Who signed it no, in? No, it was... Little wee man. Little wee man. Michael uh, Dean. Michael um, Dean. So yeah, it just I seemed... think it's an absolute <laughs> disgrace. It's an atrocity. What's, What's happening? happening with the housing crisis is a And disgrace. everyone's like, show us your dog. And everyone's like, where's your dog, <laughs> where's Mikey? Your dog? I love your dog, man. <laughs> so just for this, when I say gay community, it's a blanket term that I'm using because I cannot keep saying LGBTQ plus IA, IA plus. So when I say gay or gay community, I am enveloping... Everybody that comes under that banner, it's just very long. I don't feel like I'm being enveloped in that banner. You don't. You don't have to be. Well, I would like to be. Straighty McFucking straight face. How dare you? Straighty I Mac kissed a girl. Face. Oh, did you once, like Katy Perry? 2013. <laughs> like Katy Perry did. And I swore to never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so, on the 24th of May 2015, Ireland became the first country in the world to legalize same-sex marriage by popular vote. An astounding 62% of voters said yes to marriage equality, which from a country where homosexuality was only decriminalised in 1993 might seem like a small miracle. Wow. 1993. 1993. Here, do you want to know something I did in 1993? This is a true story. What age was I in 1993? I was seven. I was nine. Yeah. Uh... So in 1993, Richie went. Richie and me went up to the dump by ourselves. Of he was. Did. I was seven. He was three. Oh, Both uh, of you should have massive amounts of tetanus right now. Well, now I'm to tell you something, right? Because I brought this up with my parents at Father's Day because I felt <laughs> like that was the best moment to do it. Hey, shit, parents! <laughs> Happy um, so we went up to the dump. We were playing up there. Richie stood in the nail. Oh, it I've went right that. through it's his foot. Horrible! I've done that. And then I was like, I had to go down the road, get mum and dad. Blah blah. Someone carried him down the road. He didn't come down, obviously. And then he had to go to hospital. They gave him a tetanus. They took the script, the nail out, and then his foot was wrapped up. But then the only reason I remember this is because Graham was like, "Did you see Jurassic Park in the cinema when it came out?" And I was like, "Yeah, it came out in 1993." And Richie had stood on a nail. He had to be lifted up the stairs in the Adelphi cinema because he was still he, he had he couldn't walk. Couldn't walk. And so my dad had to lift him up. And I said that to my parents and my parents were like, oh yeah. And I was like, that's Laurie and Lily were playing at the back. And I was like, see the age of them now? 
That's the age age. me and Richie were when we were up in the dump by ourselves. Getting stood on nails. And my mum was like, well, it was a different time. No, Carolina wasn't. We've done enough cases to know. It simply was not a different time. I'm telling you now. Kids were going missing, but nobody gave a fuck. They were like, you already have 13. One's gone. Don't worry about it. I was like, lads. Anyway, that's what happened in 1993 for me. And the gays. And the gays were decriminalised. So, um, however, this was no miracle, but instead down to the incredibly hard work of the campaign Yes for Equality. The leaders of Yes for Equality, Grania Healy, Brian Sheehan and Noel Whelan, worked tirelessly to have Ireland treat their community as equals. The three decided on a tactics to secure the vote that was removed from anger and pain, which they would have been absolutely allowed to have and be experienced because of their lives, but instead decided to take, quote, a softer route. The three believed Ireland was ready to accept equality and took a high road approach, focusing on non-confrontation and people's personal stories. So I don't know if you remember throughout that entire yeah. movement, it was like you're, they, they just showed people's stories. Even Charlie Bird did a series of stories with gay men in Ireland and gay women in Ireland and everybody else. Charlie Bird! Oh, Charlie Bird. Fuck me, man. Um, so, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Where was I? This would be a stark comparison to the no vote campaigners. Oh, 100%. Noel Whelan, who was himself a political advisor, believed that a calm environment was tantamount to allowing people's stories to be heard in an uncontrived manner. So he believed instead of everybody shouting and roaring and screaming at each other, we're going to be chill, we're going to be calm, we're going to tell you, I'm a human, this is what's happened to me. Because at the end of the day, if you can make somebody listen to you and hit their inner core being like, I'm a person, I'm someone's kid, yeah, it might work. Mm. And it did. He also pushed for everyone in Ireland, regardless of their sexuality, to be able to to voice their concerns on marriage equality. So that's another tactic they took. They were like, here's our opinion on it, but we want to hear what you think, even if you don't agree with us. What a nice man, because I'd be like, I don't want to hear anything you say. No, if I was involved in this, this it would have been no. 100%, because when I was reading through this, I was like, but then these people were so smart and they this was tactical. They brought three people that were so fucking intelligent and knew exactly how to get get through to people. Whereas I would have been like, fucking homophobic bastards, like immediately. Do you know what I mean? But they didn't. Opinion polls in 2014 showed overwhelming support for marriage equality. However, the team feared this support might slip away. Thus began the campaign to fully cement this support. Ireland, which was and still is pretty much a predominantly Catholic country, 84% of Irish people still recognise themselves as Catholic. Catholic. Now, the thing is, most of them aren't practising, but it's like, you're still Catholic because you were baptised, unless you've asked the Pope to be like, can I leave? You're still Catholic. Okay. You know what I mean? Did you ever do that? No, we are still. I believe Leslie did. Although I put atheist on my, um, not atheist, I can't, I think it was atheist or agnostic on my... Uh, I put agnostic. Yeah, on my thing. Uh, I believe Leslie did, and I believe her parents... No, I believe Leslie opted out. Isn't that what it's called? You can opt out, yeah. But you can write... I think uh, I remember seeing this guy on TikTok or Instagram. For, for, he's Irish. And he said he wanted to be completely removed, excommunicated from the church. So he wanted his baptismal information destroyed. So that's part of GDPR. You can do that. That's completely legal. And they have they have to do it if you ask mm. them to. So he had to like write to a bishop. Yeah. And the bishop had to contact the Pope. And they said no. And he was like, he's still fighting it. He was like, you are, no. they were like, he was like, you are not above, above the law of this country. You can't do that. They were like, no. Pretty much, no. What? And he was like, nah. So he's still fighting them. Mm. 
So sorry, Ireland, which was and is still predominantly a Catholic country, has watched its LGBTQIA plus community be abused, maligned and forced to be hidden for centuries. So this is a little bit of history. We're going to go back in time. So in the 1850s, We're going back in time, Ireland was quickly becoming a Catholic country, moving on from Christianity. And, under, and their mistake. understanding of same-sex desire became heavily influenced by English laws and rules. The Buggery Act. What a terrible name. My uncle Eddie used to say bugger all the time. And I didn't know what that meant until much later on. What did he be like? He's a bugger. You know, he'd be like this fucking buggery thing. This bloody bugger. <laughs> the Buggery Act of 1533 was passed by Henry VIII and convictions would be punishable by death. What? Yeah. So Ireland was under full conquest by the English from 1536 to 1691. That's where the full conquest of Ireland like happened. Give me those dates again. 1536 to 1691. Baby. I never remember them, but thanks very much for repeating them. As nationalist Ireland began to get to rid itself of English rule in the late 19th century, Irish politicians began to attack what they dece- deemed as immoral acts. They attacked English politicians who lived with their partners outside marriage, as well as those who divorced their spouses. So this is what they started to do. They're like, oh, the English are immoral. Oh, they're dirty. They're immoral. So this is what they started to do. The Irish national national politicians, they were like, how do we get get out of this? And how do we make Irish people see we have to remove this ourselves from this? English, British. British, English, whatever they're. However, the one act that primarily focused, they focused on was sodomy. So this became their... Numero uno focus. Um, nationalist politicians named sodomy a uniquely English act. This is this is from the Dig podcast now. And that Irish people did not engage in this, which is absolute lies, as men in Ireland had been jailed for this offence previously. So men in Ireland were having gay sex. Yeah. But the Irish nationalist politicians were like, no, it's only the English. They wanted the Irish public to believe that the Brits brought the gay over. Aye. So this is where this all started. Thus began anti-homosexual nationalist politics. Okay. As the bid for full independence from British rule, one very prominent leader of the rising, sorry, it began, one very prominent leader of the rising, Roger Casement, was outed by the British government. Oh although, my God. Yeah, although Irish nationalist politics focused on calling the English immoral for homosexuality, Casement's diary which became known as the Black Diaries, you can read all about this, was released. And in it, Casement spoke of engaging in sex with various men, as well as teenage sex workers. From Wikipedia, Geoffrey Dungeon, who published an edition of all the diaries, said, quote, his homosexual life was almost <clears throat> entirely out of sight and disconnected from his career and political work. Casement was executed in 1916. What? And upon the release of the diaries, many of his friends refused to speak about Casement ever again, with many Irish people ignoring him as a key leader of the uprising because of the inference that he was gay. Many others believed the diaries to be fake and that once again there were no gay men in Ireland. Oh God. Especially one of such calibre. So this is all political. So he was executed. He was, well, he was executed because of the rising. But after the after he was executed, and his, his diaries, diaries came out, released. and he was banging dudes. All his friends were like, uh, all his political friends, all his political parties were like, no. And then other people were like, it's not true. It's not true. The English have the English are making this up because we're fighting them with this, so they're throwing it back at us. Which, to be perfectly honest, makes no sense because the man was already dead. Yeah. So what would be the point? Uh, so the policing of sex between men increased seven hundred percent 
over the first 10 years of Irish independence. So this is from Dig, the Dig podcast. From 1924 to 1941, 145 men were prosecuted for sodomy. Previous to 1924, only eight men were prosecuted under the same law, with most of these cases actually being the molestation of rape or rape of male children by men. So it went from men who should have been in jail for raping, raping children. children. Pe- pedophilia. Pedophilia. That was the law to it now being like two Two men. Consenting adults having sex. And a lot of this is where the idea of gay men, uh, especially being paedophiles, comes from. You know, they're like, gay men are paedophiles. It's American fucking bullshit. They love to say that. But a lot of that is where this came from. Because the laws became muddled. Muddled. So that's what happened. So Gosh, I thought this was going to be shite, Emma, but I'm actually loving it. <laughs> <laughs> Ireland had gained a moral... Vi- vi- sorry. Ireland had gained a moral vi- vision that was focused on removing gay people and sex workers from the streets and from the general public. They just wanted them gone. So they, they wanted to be free of the British. They wanted to be free of the British and the gays. And the gays and sex workers. And it's so funny because when I was reading this, when I was doing this entire thing, I was like, it's all gay men. And it was like nobody was speaking about lesbians. And it was because a lot of these men did not believe that two women would ever be together because they couldn't imagine there not being a man in a relationship because they're so important. They couldn't imagine a woman not wanting a man. Yeah. So lesbianism to them was like this avant-garde fantasy. It didn't exist. Isn't that like, isn't that... Isn't that such an odd mm-hmm. premise? Where it's like lesbians almost like not that like they get off the hook, but they're just like not considered. No, not considered like, at all. And like the the law there was no law for two women. But just for men. Just for men. Because to them A woman would never insanity. not be with a man. Yeah, you need a man. You need penis. Like that was how they thought. But also like as a so traditional like family home. in the streets and nobody cared. As a traditional family home, like Women couldn't get bank accounts no, without men. couldn't get anything. You were a, you were chief cook of bottle washer. Yeah. That's what you were like. And yeah, so like, yeah. I'm going to shy talk Eamon de Valera now. So if you're a nationalist, log the fuck off. I like his glasses. <laughs> Ireland's free state had now become a conservative one. So even though the 1916 Rising was a progressive campaign led by a lot of socialism and a lot of feminism, a lot of women are involved with the 1916 Rising. As soon as the free state began, they were like... See ya. Oh, they were like, get out of here. Yeah. The country had become Catholic. That's what happened. It just became Catholic. So it went from an incredibly kind of, not liberal, but it was bordering on liberal in order to gain their freedom. And then immediately it was back to conservatism. Back to like taking everything away. So in 1937, Eamon de Valera drafted a new constitution. In it, he stated that the divorce was completely outlawed, that the family unit as outlawed by the Catholic church was foundational to the state. And that quote, a woman's life is within the home. Well, we all knew that. So Article 41.2 stated, quote, the state recognises that by her life within the home, woman gives to the state a support without which the common good cannot be achieved. The state shall, therefore, endeavour to ensure that mothers shall not be obliged by economic necessity to engage in labour to the neglect of their duties in the home. He was basically like, stay your arse in the house, we used the fuck out in the 1916 and whatever we needed and now get back in the house. So a lot of Irish feminists at this time did say we need this to be changed. This yeah. needs to be changed. Now it wasn't, but they did fight for it. Excuse me. So gay Irish people were living in a state of not only moral fear, but also in a fear of actually being arrested for your sexual preference. Mm. There was no protection for gay people in Ireland and the fear of just existing became very real. 
This was the ca- still the case in the 20th century Ireland, with gay people being a direct target for the police. Living in hushed tones became difficult when in 1982, gay man Charles Self yeah, we this, covered this. was murdered in his home. We covered the Charles Self case and upon how his murder, the Gardaí found his little address book and began calling and harassing Self's friends, a lot of whom were still not out to their family and friends. Yeah. They named them in the yeah. newspapers and everything. So as the investigation out people. out of people into Self's murder went underway, the Gardaí completely focused on the gay community. By March of 1982, the Irish Council for Civil Liberties were receiving reports from the members of the gay community of Garda harassment. The Irish Times reported, quote, homosexuals complain that Gardaí have been demanding they agree to be fingerprinted, photographed and give statements. They were just asking if they thought someone was gay, even if there was nothing to do, sorry, to do with Charles Self, they were like, come, come to the station. Many, if not all of these people were not out to their family or their community. So also from the Irish Times, quote, they claim that detectives have repeatedly called to their homes and places of work, causing them considerable embarrassment. Some also claim that family anguish has been caused when they were forced to reveal details of their sex lives to their parents because of the Gardaí. Jesus. Uh, Kader Asmal of the ICCL said at the time, quote, something rather odd is emerging. It appears to me in certain cases there is a desire to draw up a profile on gays in Dublin. Yeah, this was 19- not find the killer. No, they were literally being like, how many gays are they? Where are they? So this is 1982. This is not that long ago. So many members of the community feared that the information the Gardaí were taking from them would lead to them losing their jobs or being unable to be employed in the future. Some men stated that the Gardaí's continued harassment, even if they had only brief- briefly met or known Charles Self, had caused them to come out to their families. So they were forced out. By 1985, Ireland was staunchly Catholic still. The church condemned people for their lustful thoughts and sexual acts, telling Irish people that hell would await them for their deviancy and this would be tenfold for homosexuals. This was being drilled into the psyches over, of over 85% of the Irish population who were mass goers. Like they would please, 85% of our country went to mass so the priest would get up and be like, if you do this, you're going to hell. If you do that, you're going to hell. If you do this, like constantly. That's what was drilled into people's brains. And then poor, obviously gay kids were like, what the, f- if that's happened yeah, to them, what the fuck is going to happen to me? Gay people did not have the luxury of family or partnership. Instead, they were driven to hide to frequent parks and public laboratories in the dead of night to experience any form of intimacy. This became the only idea of physical and emotional love a lot of these men and women knew. So, you know, people are like, gay men are going to the toilets. Yeah, they because have any that's where their community began. Yeah. That's they, they couldn't do anything else. Like, what the fuck else were they going You'd to do? You'd have to hide. Yeah. It led to dangerous encounters and inevitably a, self, a sense of self-loathing for a lot of these people. And these areas began being targeted by the Gardaí, leading to more arrests. This was happening in the 80s and early 90s. So in 1993, lovely David Norris. Ireland's, oh, I love David Norris. Love David, Ireland's first openly gay politician was the first to take on Ireland's archaic laws towards homosexuality. Norris took the Attorney General at the time to the High Court over the criminalisation of homosexual acts. Norris argued that the law went against a person's right to privacy and was repugnant. The Irish court shockingly disagreed and he then appealed to the Supreme Court of Ireland. The Supreme Court were also like, no, and upheld the law by a three to two verdict. Norris was like, fuck this and went straight to the European Court of Human Rights. 
1993, Ireland had to repeal the law, as in the 1988 European Court of Human Rights, quote, ruled that the law criminalising same-sex activities was contrary to the European Convention on Human Rights, in particular Article 8, which protects the rights to respect for private life. The law was held to infringe on the rights of adults to engage in acts of their own choice. Mm. After his success... So basically they were like, you have to pass this. You don't, you don't have any fucking choice on this. Like, yeah. Irish, like, and the frustrating thing about it is this human uh, court of human rights. They were like, if everybody in Europe doesn't do these things, they're not in Europe, but still Ireland were continuing this until Norris was like, no. No. And then after his success, Norris said, quote, the first and immediate thing about the European decision is the enlargement of dignity and freedom for gay people. But I think a decision like this enhances the dignity and freedom of all people of Ireland. Excuse me, because it pushes us towards a more tolerant and plural society. Good man. Good man. Good man, David Norris. So the gay community in Ireland began standing up. Although Norris was the face of de- decriminalisation of homosexuality in Ireland, the foundation of the Irish Gay Rights Movement, or the IGRM, in 1974 was the reason any of this began, as their formation was primarily focused on efforts to change the law. So they had already tried to start doing this in 1974, weren't getting anywhere, and then obviously Norris came along. He was a politician and a gay yeah. man. So the IGRM established the first community centres for gay people in both Dublin and Cork which became areas for not only meetings, but safe spaces for gay people. And what really pisses me off is when people laugh about safe spaces and they're like, oh, it's safe space and safe space. This is what safe spaces were. Yeah. They were like, you can come here and not be murdered. You can come here and people will treat you like a human being. You can come, you can here, come here and find um, people who are like you. And we're not going to tell everybody about your life. You can come here and go to a cafe and a nightclub Didn't that and eat here. boy that was murdered in Fairview, didn't yeah. he attend he in, he, the one in he Dublin? Was, he was in the Hirschville Centre. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, people who had been maligned from society now had cafes and nightclubs and cinemas and things that they could do where they didn't feel like they were going to be. Yeah. When did the George open? 81, I think. I think 81. So the IGRM was established, oh sorry, also established the first confidential information and counselling service for homosexual men and women in the Republic of Ireland. This is from GCN. They named it Telefriend. There was a difficulty in promoting Telefriend as the word homosexual could not be used in advertising and when many publications were informed about Telefriend's actual use they refused to advertise. Hot Press was the only one that did. Hot Press. Hot Press is an Irish music magazine by the way. So in 1980 the Samaritans released statistics that 20% of their calls from gay people contained mentions of suicidal ideation from the caller. Telefriend desperately wanted to help these people, and they did. In order to get word out, they printed stickers, leaving them on lampposts and walls, and the stickers read, Befriending Service for Homosexual Men and Women. They must have saved so many lives. Jesus. Mm. Like, people were trying. Like, as you always say, look for the helpers. Look for the look good for the people. Helpers. Look for the good people. So many other groups popped up in Ireland in the 70s and early 80s, 80s such as E.ON, E-O-N, which was the first trans community group in Ireland's history. And this was formed by Claire Farrell and Lola. 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 I love it. So in 1978, the LIL and Lesbian Line was formed. The Liberate Irish Lesbians Group was founded after it was decided that they needed a dedicated women's centre. The goal was to focus on the needs and visibility of lesbians. In 1980, Joni Crone was the first out lesbian to appear on the Late Late Show ever to advertise the Dublin Lesbian Line. Like Telefriend, the Dublin Lesbian Line encouraged women called in who needed support and friendship. 
Like, these people were making history. Yeah. This is Ireland is, was so fucking backwards, man. Yeah. So in 1979, the Hirschfield Centre was formed. It was formed on, da- sorry, is it Downstreet? Found Street? Show me. Found Street. Found Street in Dublin. The centre was the headquarters for the National Gay Federation and also over a cafe, a library, a 52-seater cinema, a youth group, LIL and the offices for Telefriend, NGF and the International Gay Association's Information Secretariat. So they had everything in one, this one space. Place. Yeah. So in 1980, uh, centres were opened in both Cork and Galway as well, allowing people in smaller towns and cities to receive help and support because you kind of forget a lot of these things were in Dublin because it was the city and it was yeah. the centre. So people where I was from didn't have this. No. People in small towns in Leitrim didn't have this and fucking... Wexford and Waterford so they started to open more centres in the countryside um, blah, 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 blah. and this support would be needed as in 1982 a spate of horrific homophobic murders would take place in Ireland in January 1982 33 year old Charles Self was murdered in his home on September 8th night porter John Roche was bludgeoned to death by Michael O'Connor O'Connor was only sentenced to five years for manslaughter, despite evidence showing premeditation. After telling the court, court, quote, he had to kill Roach because Roach wanted him to become gay. Um, One night later, on September 9th, Declan Flynn was beaten to death in Fairview Park. Mm. These cases, along with their verdicts, led to a mass demonstration from Liberty Hall to Fairview. The Irish gay community held its first Pride March in 1983. Sorry. This will be a direct response to the murders of these three men. Yeah. 150 people attended the march where they walked from St. Stephen's Green to the GPO on O'Connor Street. Isn't that Street. such a small number? Yeah, 150. And now look at it. And look at Like, that's so brave. Yeah. And these people like were... Like, 150 people yeah. is a terribly and small number. And these people weren't marching for the crack, like. No. Not that anybody's doing that, but a lot of people go for the crack, because it is crack. Oh, pride. Yeah, it's great crack. But these people were marching to be like, you are murdering us and giving premeditated murder sentences five years for manslaughter. Yeah. And then you were murdering us and the families of the boys that murdered that or man. Or walking through the park saying how hard... How hard it is on the young lads. Yeah. They b- stomped a gay man to death in the park. Like, So these groups worked hard to allow their communities to not only be accepted, but to be humanised. These activities and groups paved the way for the campaign of the Yes Equality, cam- of the yes Equality campaign. So in 2014... I'm sorry, this is so long. I'm really finished. In You're 2014, fine. Rory O'Neill, or Panty, Panty's a very famous oh, drag queen Panty. in Ireland, appeared on the Saturday night show and spoke of the difficulties still faced by gay people in Ireland. When asked to name some of the people who caused these difficulties, Panty named the Iona Institute. I said in parentheses, if you don't want to know what they are, count yourself lucky. Basically a bunch of Catholics whinges, whinging and crying about liberals, yeah. which is exactly what it fucking is. The Ionis Institute took great umbrage to be calling called homophobic on national television. So just as an aside, they were like, we're not homophobic. homophobic. The Ion Institute promotes heterosexual marriage and opposes the extension of the right to marry to same-sex couples. The group previously opposed the introduction of civil partnerships. The group says that children do best when raised by a mother and a father, citing a study by Douglas Allen, who's a piece of shit, and others published in the journal Demography in 2012. So, you know, totally not homophobic. No, not homophobic at, at all. all. Uh, they sued RTE. And won. And RTE had to make an, an apology to the Institute. RTE then made a payment of 85,000 euro to the people that Rory mentioned. Yeah. 
So in the year 2014, a gay man calling out an organisation that openly believes they do not deserve the same rights was apparently not allowed. Yeah. Thus began Pantygate. Pantygate. Protests were held outside RTE in the wake of the apology and payments. The Oireachtas spoke about the incident with Irish MEP Paul Murphy calling the payouts, quote, a real attack on the freedoms of speech. When John Waters says that gay marriage is a kind of satire, that's homophobia. When Breda O'Brien says equality must be taken second place to the common good, that is homophobia. When the Iona Institute campaign against gay marriage because it's gay marriage, that is homophobia. That's from Wikipedia. Social media was alight with anger and frustration. And yet RTE defended their behaviour, stating that it saved RTE, quote, an absolute multiple in the long run. So they were like... So I don't think it got to court. I think they just paid out. No, they didn't pay out. They just paid out, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they just, just paid, paid out. out. They gave them 85 grand. So the Irish Council for Civil Liberties, the gay... And they made a public apology. Exactly, yeah. They made um, Brendan O'Connor read out the names yeah. of everybody Rory mentioned. So how can homophobia be challenged if we couldn't speak about homophobia? Yeah. The Irish Council for Civil Liberties, the Gay and Lesbian Equality Network and Marriage Equality were the three main facets of the Yes Equality campaign. So the Marriage Equality Group in 2004 challenged the Internal Revenue and their refusal to recognise the Canadian marriage licence of Catherine Sapone and Anna Louise Gilligan. The two wished to have their marriage licence recognised for the filing of a joint tax return in Ireland. So this is where this all properly kicked off. In 2006, the case was heard and the High Court found the common law on the Irish Constitution had envisaged marriage between a man and a woman. So then, because of that, they took it to the Supreme Court and continued their fight. And in 2006, they lost. The Supreme Court was like, no. The publicity surrounding Sapone's fight garnered a great deal of support for the gay community and became one of the main drives in same-sex marriage legalisation in Ireland. Sapone herself will go on to become a prominent figure in marriage equality in Ireland. She featured on debates, was an active volunteer and campaigned feverently. Um, I don't know if you remember her being on The Late Late Show with her partner. No. She was on the Daily Show with her partner and that she's such... Not that it matters, but she's so well-spoken. She's so intelligent. No, she's so a really dignified woman. She's an incredibly dignified um, And her partner were all was as well. Her partner uh, died in 2017. Yeah, her partner died. But they were also on... What's that um, show with Dermot? Where he builds the house. Oh, were they? Dermot Bannon. No way. Yeah, long before this campaign started. So that's where I knew her from. That's she's amazing. a politician. So they were... And her and her partner used to campaign for like Desh school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, she did sit on the Board of Education, if I remember correctly. Yeah, she's incredibly smart. Um, and yeah, they were like openly gay yeah. in like obviously that episode. And then I don't remember her being on the Late Late Show, but I remember reading about it. Yeah, she's on the Late Late Show. It's actually very, very interesting. Um. So in 2010, Civil Partnership and Certain Rights and Obligations of Cohabitations Act 2010 was passed. This allowed same-sex couples to enter into civil partnerships. Although a step forward, the three groups that I mentioned wanted the exact same rights as heterosexual couples and continued their campaign in earnest. And what's frustrating is a lot of people were like, sure, don't you have this? Yeah, I remember like, that. Like, don't you, like, no, 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 for yeah, you. Yeah, don't you have this? So in 2011, Labour and Phila Gale formed a coalition government and one of their programmes would be a constitutional convention, which included, quote, provision for the legalisation of same-sex marriage. In May 2013, the convention considered the provision. So we were moving. 
The Irish Council for Civil Liberties, the Gay and Lesbian Equality Network and Marriage Equality were all invited to speak in support of the change to the constitution. So they put together teams, you know, they talked about how like this gay marriage did not have a negative effect on children because that's what a lot of people were like, what if there is they So they did that and they talked about, you know, how you know, how good this sort of thing is for people's mental health, how it would increase all these sort of things in the country. So this is who was invited on the no side. Mm. The Irish Bishops Conference. The Knights of Columbanus. Sorry? I didn't know who these were. The Order of the Knights of St. Columbanus is an Irish national Catholic fraternal organisation founded by Canon James K. O'Neill in Belfast, Ireland in 1915. It was named in honour of the Irish St. Columbanus. Initially established as a mutual benefit society for working class Catholics, it has developed into a fraternal benefit society dedicated to providing charitable services to all areas of the Irish community. Except to the gays. Except to the gays, because fuck the gays. And the Evangelical Association of Ireland. So just Catholics. <laughs> just Catholics were invited to be weird and care too much about what gay people are doing. Yeah. That's what they were basically like. doing. So after both groups spoke, the convention sided overwhelmingly with the yes groups. 79% of the 100 conventioners voted in support of a change to the constitution. Who are the other cunts in the room? <laughs> so Ross Golden Bannon, who spoke on the side of the yes campaign, spoke of the convention, quote... We were leaving, I thought this was very sweet, and this very elderly conventioner, this very elderly man, he was so infirm that he had to hold on to the banisters to go down the stairs. He grabbed my arm and he said, this is your republic too. This is your republic. I voted for you. And I was just completely overwhelmed. I'm going to cry. Don't cry. In December. That's I'm a mess, (laughs) Like I keep crying. No, don't cry. <laughs> it's pregnant. Have a gaze, have a gaze. Have a gaze. Have a cupcake with a rainbow on it. Be gay and be happy. Be gay and be happy. So in December, Taoiseach and the Kenny said a referendum will be held no later than mid 2015. I remember when I heard this and I was absolutely flabbergasted. I yeah. was like, what? Yeah. I never thought this would happen. I was like, like that's happening. This is happening. Like, it's happening. So and then t- I immediately was like, what can we do? <laughs> So in 2014, all three groups, as I mentioned, the Irish Council for Civil Liberties, Glen, and the and the Marriage Equality, joined together and became Yes Equality. So they became they formed this group together. The group's main goal was marriage equality, fully in Ireland, not civil rights, not or not so not civil rights, but not civil um partnership, none of that. Marriage, that's what they wanted. So August 2014 saw the first meeting of Yes Equality campaign. Focus groups were created along with a strong social media presence. In January of 2014, Peter McDonough, a polls advisor from Fila Fall, prepared an analysis report for key target audiences of Yes. So they knew what they were doing. Younger people aged 18 20 to 25 were completely disengaged from politics, but were completely in agreement of marriage equality. They yeah. were like, this is fucking ridiculous. Why is this not a thing? Yeah. They found that middle-aged women were a lot more open and inclusive to the idea of marriage equality. They asked questions and were really inquisitive about it. Most had also stepped away from Catholic teachings, finding it old-fashioned and in no way in line with their lives. And a lot of what this is as well is because of all the things that came out about the Catholic Church. Yeah. So all the abuses of women, all the abuses of children, the Magdalene Laundries, all this stuff was becoming very much to the forefront around this time. So you could see a shift in paradigms of towards the Catholic Church and yeah. the teachings. And because women had been greatly affected by this, they were kind of like, no, I don't really care what they think anymore. Yeah. Middle-aged men, however, were far less open than their female counterparts. So this is from the Irish Times. 
Quote, as one of them put it, I will vote yes, but not because I really care either way. Theirs was a passive live and let live attitude. They also had what the research report termed a, quote, deep-seated unease about cultural change and feared that allowing marriage for same-sex couples might reflect a pattern of social change that, as another participant put it, might snowball. So basically, like, if we let the gays marry, they're going to start marrying goats. If you let the gays marry, we're just going to be able to, like... Wouldn't it be great if we could marry a goat? We're just going to be able to, like, fuck a signpost at two o'clock in the day on a busy road. Well, we road. could do that anyway. Yeah, but you wouldn't be arrested if the, if the gays get married. Oh. <laughs> that was their mentality about it, you know what I mean? They were like, or, if, if you do this, it's just... But oh. who is that actor that said that? Sean Bean. Sean like, Bean? I'm all for the gays, but, you know, it's like, I could marry my dog. If they can marry each other. Sean Bean what? from yeah, Sean Bean. Game of Thrones. Sean Bean. It's a terrible Sean Bean accent. If I can marry, they can marry oh, each other. The, I can he's marry from the fucking my north. dog. He's, he's from, from the north. Know, is it Sean Bean? Maybe it's not Sean Bean. No. No, it is Sean. Maybe it's not Sean Bean. We better search it before you drag his name Look up actor who didn't like the gay rights. I can't remember what his name is. Um, so the Yes campaign did not have a lot of funds. And by the end of March, they only had €30,000 in the bank. So the way the campaign worked is that all campaign donations were capped at 2500 So you couldn't give any more than two and a half grand to the campaign. What? Yeah. So their reliance on promotion began to rely heavily on social media. Jeremy Irons. Jeremy, Jeremy Iron him. Yeah, he said, Goodbye, my dog. Goodbye, my dog. Like, and I'm telling you something, when I was a kid, I used to be Jeremy Irons' creepy old back. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they didn't have any money, basically, this crowd. And they were like, we, the only thing we can rely on right now is social media. And that's what they did. And that's how they won it. So both of these proved highly successful fundraising and social media. College groups were invited to participate and created a thrum of hope through online interactions. God bless you people. Famous people in Ireland also spoke up in favour of Yes, Panty, who we mentioned earlier, Singer Hozier. Oh, yeah. You too, Graham Norton, Colin Farrell and politician Leah Vragher all showed support. Fianna Fáil and Labour also showed support. The no side had some random bishop or something. Being yeah, like who did they have? Bishops. Was that uh, what's his face? Waters not in the no side. Ah, please, yeah, because he's the own institute. John Waters. Yeah, on he was on the no side. He was. It's basically just. And that other cunt. No the offense, one, mad Catholics. What's that other cunt? The dart, dart, dart. Gemma. Well, if she's in bed with fucking Waters anyway, so as far as me. Um, yeah. So and also, I read that I can't remember the name of the politician, but Finna Fall were on the side of the yes campaign but apparently not all of them and a ver and one of the MPs a, a woman she quit because she was like if y'all aren't on this I can't I can't be in a room with you we all have to be yes to this and they didn't and she quit fair so. play to her what about Michal Martin I don't know what he did he historically was against abortion he was and then what's the other guy the one that was punished for a while who now works in the European Union on our behalf some cunt. The S campaign then decided to produce posters. They wanted to move away from the popular rainbow design to something that would be bold, state a point and not ostracise the people that they needed to vote yes. They rejected the idea of putting children on the posters as they wanted to avoid using these images for a marriage referendum. So they were like, don't manipulate people with babies, pictures of children, a picture of babies. That's what the no side did. A mistake the no side would go on to make very quickly. Yeah, the no side was just full of they like, were like, look at this, somebody think of the children. 
So they eventually decided on a simple poster that stated vote yes in a large speech bubble with a smaller speech bubble on the bottom stating why people maybe should vote yes. For example, for a more equal Ireland. So that was their whole campaign. Once again, the yes side focused on personal stories. They wanted to avoid shouting at people on the streets, but instead asked that young people call their older, older relatives and speak to them to explain why the vote was so important. Conversation was the main goal of the Yes campaign. Conversation and empathy. That's what they wanted. The No campaign was strongly rooted in the Catholic Church and its teachings. No groups argued that marriage should be between a man and a woman and that it is damaging to children. Pro-life groups campaigned as well as the Ionist Institute stuck their fucking oar in. And the absolutely not homophobic Iona Institute in December 2012 released a video on YouTube saying that marriage can only be between a man and a woman and that blocking gay couples from marriage was not discrimination. How is it not discrimination? And then that video got uh, taken down and their entire YouTube account got blocked because everybody mass reported them. Ah. So although the S side called for civility and compassion and refused to engage in negative rhetoric, this would be impossible due to the highly personal issue at hand. Like it's very difficult to say we're not going to be negative about anything when people's lives are at hand, like people's rights, their fundamental human rights are being taken from them. And an entire part of Ireland was like, you're dirty bastards and you don't deserve anything. Yeah. It's very difficult, but they, they, this is how they won. Like this is exactly how they won. So no campaigners spoke of being shouted down in the streets. Yeah, I remember the no campaigners coming out and being like, you're like, they're shouting us, us. You're treating us poorly. Yeah. And I remember my response was like, well, like now you know what it feels yeah. like. While the yes side spoke of receiving pamphlets, pamphlets, sorry, that likened voting for same sex marriage to voting for Sharia law. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, leaflets were also printed that stated that the public to the public that same sex people will get cancer earlier. And that they were ultimately promiscuous and the persecution of Christians was inevitable because of this. So no people were getting shouted at, but then they were sending these things Jesus. to people's airboxes. The no side, came, no side campaign went and fucked up when they printed posters stating, quote, every child deserves a mother and a father. Yeah, I remember this. This poster caused outrage within the heterosexual communities yeah. as well as the gay community. So this is from Wikipedia verbatim. Other prominent groups to support the referendum included a coalition of Ireland's main children's charities called Belong to Yes. Constitution or constitute organisations included the ISPCC, Bernardos, Feroiga, Youth Work Ireland, the Migrant Rights Centres, Headstrong, Yes Equality, the Children's Rights Alliance, Pavy Point, Epic and the National Youth Council of Ireland. So all these people supported. And speaking at the launch, Fergus Finlay said they come together to call for a yes vote in part because the groups within the no campaign were, quote, using children as pawns. Yeah. And that every time he saw a post- poster calling for a no vote because every child deserves a mother and a father, he saw that as a sickening insult to the thousands of lone parents and children who love and care for each other in Ireland. The message is exploitative, hurtful and dishonest. What every child deserves is love, respect and safety. They can come from two parents of either sex, two parents of the same sex or a single parent. They fucked up that badly. Yeah. Like they did that and every single group in Ireland was like, we support the S campaign. Mm. Like you need a poster put up on the top of my parents' throat and it was like that picture of like every child deserves a mother and a father and I was like, that's just Bally Firm. Bally Firmish. Like the amount of children that are no, walking. No, your like, audience. I just remember being like, the amount of children that are walking past that thinking, well, I don't have a dad. Yeah. 
or I don't have a mum. So am I not loved? And I live with my grandmother. And I they, don't live with my mother and father. Yeah. And they went through, I'm sure they had so much money, by the way. Because apparently, I don't know if you read about this, but a couple of days before the polls opened, there was a thing that was released, an email was released, where US pro pro-life yeah. groups were sending money, money to them, which was completely illegal and they weren't allowed to do. Yeah. So they had so much money and this is what they produced. Because they weren't thinking. They were just they were just being hateful and when you're hateful that's what comes out whereas the yes equality group was like we're leading with love that's yeah. what we're leading with so on the 22nd of may 2015 the polls opened the turnout was incredibly high with 63 percent of those eligible to vote turning up which was something Insane. like 30 percent more than the la- people yeah. that turned up for the last referendum such was the incredible success of the yes campaign that irish people living abroad booked flights came home. in the thousands oh, to come home and vote yes some flew in the morning only to fly back to their current homes the same day buses and trains were filled with people singing covered in yes badges the hashtag home to vote began on twitter with over seventy-five thousand interactions yeah complete strangers offered lifts to and from the airports in order for people to reach the polling stations on time there was joy in the air and it was contagious and i actually remember des bishop you know the comedian des bishop yeah like put up on Twitter if anybody needs a lift and he was driving to and from Dublin airport the entire day giving people's lifts so I just remember like or just, for Americans I remember, a ride I remember the no side being like this should be illegal <laughs> like, if you don't live in the country you shouldn't be allowed to vote oh, they were and I trying, was like, like they're Irish citizens sir like shut up so as the votes began to be counted although it was going in their favour the yes side was nervous Ireland was known as a silent no country and the no side were hoping this outcome would mirror the outcome of our divorce referendum in 1995, the vote only passing by 10,000 votes. Mm. So what happened with that was that basically everybody was like, oh, we're definitely getting divorces, definitely passing, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of people were very quiet about it. Yeah. And the vote was like neck and neck. Yeah. So the no side were like, that's going to happen. We're going to win. As the vote came in, As thousands of people stood in Dublin Castle awaiting the results, as families of people who were murdered for being gay watched on, the answer was a resounding yes. As cheers and tears erupted, Ireland became the first country to legalise gay marriage through popular vote. 43 constituencies voted yes, with only one, Roscommon South Leitrim, get your shit together, Hmm. voting no. 1,201,607 people voted yes. For Ireland, that is... I still can't believe that that happened. Like, Taoiseach Enda Kenny said, quote, with today's yes vote, we have disclosed who, we, sorry, disclosed who we are, a generous, compassionate, bold and joyful type. The referendum was about inclusiveness and equality, about love and commitment being enshrined in the constitution. The people have spoken. They have said, yes, Ireland. Thank you. Sarah's bits here. <laughs> Catherine Sabone, who I mentioned earlier, said she was, quote, feeling emotional from the top all the way to my toes. She then proposed to Anne Gilligan live on television. Um, That's some sob- The No campaign congratulated the Yes campaign, but stated they still believe marriage should be between a man and a woman. No, like, fuck off! So from Wikipedia... Because a million people don't agree with them! <laughs> so it's from Wikipedia. The Church of Ireland issued a statement indicating that it, quote, defines marriages between a man and a woman, and the result of this referendum does not alter this. The archbishops and bishops also called for a spirit of public generosity, both from those of whom the result of the referendum represents triumph, and from those who it represents disaster. But fucking 
Because Ireland made history, lads. Here's what I'd say, right? And it just goes back to like the original point. The church shouldn't be involved in politics. Literally. And if your beliefs are that you believe that only a man and a woman should get married, get married in a church and don't have a civil registry. Yep. Because the, the... the government nope. of Ireland and the people of Ireland don't agree. No. Nope. And so they're on the basis of that. Don't either think that you're entitled to the right of no. a free tax state exactly. on the basis that exactly. you're married because you haven't taken part as a member of our country yep. in any way, shape or form. A million, over a million people yep. came out and, and were like, like yes, you're wrong. You're wrong. And the thing about it is, is they always say, if you don't believe in gay marriage, don't get gay married. Yeah. Like it doesn't affect no, you. Doesn't affect and I think you. that's what was greatly whenever when all this was happening. I couldn't understand how this was affecting people. Now I will say on the other side of this, there's a lot of people in the gay community that believe the way the yes campaign was ran was very heteronormative. And it was very much like you're not allowing us to be angry and upset about this. You know, we we should have we should be allowed to be pissed. We should be like because a few things happened where um there was a pro-life Irish pro-life website and someone from the LGBT community a couple of people hacked it and put up yes for equality things on it and then one of the leaders of the campaign came out and were like don't do that that's not what we're here for don't do that and then there was people who were taking Breach Conway's picture that fucking bitch from the Iron Institute and putting it on uh, a twibbon you know the Twitter ribbon and putting yes for equality over her face and they released a statement being like take that down as well because we we are not here to fight with these people. So a lot of, I do understand that there's that whole other argument from the gay community where they were like, we weren't allowed to be angry. We weren't allowed to be upset. This is very hurtful for us, which I completely understand. And I get that. But then the other side of it is, these are the smartest fuckers in the world. Because if I had ran this campaign, it would have been no. Yeah. Because I'm immediately like, my hackles are up. I'm like, what do you mean? This makes no sense. You're a homophobic piece of shit. Like that's immediately. But they went into this being like, we are going to speak to people. We're not going to be rude. We're going to be like, we just want our rights. We're not taking anything from you. We're just taking something that we should have. And it was incredibly smart and very politically smart. And their tactics were like, when I read about it today, I was like, fuck, these dudes knew what they were doing. Like, yeah. this is so smart. But yet they weren't just being cold and political. They were bringing people's stories in. They were been like, I have family members who've gone through this or I'm gay or... um. But that was the same with the like the abortion referendum. Yeah. The repeal referendum. That entire referendum was ran online and the oh remember it was like in my shoes. Yeah. And their entire campaign was like just talk like that's what they did. Women yeah. being like, This is my story of like what happened to but me. That's, they did it like they And that's exactly what they did. Yep. And it and they won. Like and they won. And like I get the point, like I get the point, because for me, right, I remember during the campaign, and I remember, like, I went out with my cousin, and I went out with other bits and pieces where I was like knocking on people's doors and have a conversation, and I never encountered anybody that was like Fuck no gays, yeah. ever. Yeah. However, I know Stephen and Ashland did. Yes, people came people to knocked on their door, door and were like, um, and were like. Like, are you voting yes? Yeah, yeah. Like for in the in the abortion referendum, yeah, people were doing that. They were doing that down home. Yeah, um, I think as well because in the countryside, it's seen as a less liberal place. So they were yeah. thinking, we'll just. But that's not true anymore. Like it's simply not true anymore. When you have one point two million voting for marriage equality in a country that is predominantly still Catholic, and was built on these laws that I wasn't really one hundred percent knowledgeable of. The fact that the nationalist movement was very much built on being anti-gay to make the English look bad I was 
wasn't aware of that like at all I've learned that now and, it's, and I'm like wow that's that's a lot like yeah but um yeah so there is there are other sides to it but I will say <laughs> like just that day was something else like to see people the joy in people and the happiness and the fact that people that I love who are in my immediate life can get married and you know a lot of people don't want to get married and that's fine but it's not what it's about it's about the choice it's about being yeah, given the choice yeah that's the thing it's like that's all like, it and is. I, I know gay people who are like well I don't really like this doesn't affect me yeah like I don't want this I don't want this Um, but I was like that's fine yeah. you don't have to you get gay married you don't have to get married if you don't like gay marriage don't get gay married and the other argument about this as well is the fact that this never should have been a referendum this this should have been written in immediately like when we hit a time where we were like right we're cool we have to be chill about gay people yeah the fact that a lot of straight people were deciding whether these other people can get married is insanity to me so there's a lot about this entire referendum where you're like wow this is really fucked up but i'm going to just ignore the really fucked up shit because these people need to get their rights and they need to be and the other side of it as well is that i hope that the gay community as a once again an umbrella term understands how many people love them I think for me that was the big thing like that day it yeah. was just this like outpouring of like I remember just being I remember sitting in my car and I was just waiting and I was waiting and waiting and I was like when are they going to announce yeah. it and I remember watching everybody in the George yeah. and everybody in Dublin Castle yeah. and I remember wa- like walk watching Panty like walking yeah. to Dublin Castle and I just remember being like this is so stupid it's so stupid that this is what we've come to because like this but then I also was like from that like point of like anger yeah. and contempt and like I I'm not a gay person but to like that moment of like I didn't get to tell anybody how angry yeah. I was to then be like I know this is stupid and I know that like even for Lily Lily was like like brand new on the planet yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like isn't it amazing that she's gonna grow up yeah. in a country where she's like she's never gonna, gonna have that conversation she's never gonna know a country where she doesn't have abortion rights yeah. or if she is gay she has the right to marry her, her her partner, the love of her life. You know what I mean? She's never going to know that. Fionn's never going to know that. Yeah, I just remember And that. it's fucking amazing. My nephews are never going to know that. And I'm obsessed with that idea. And yeah. I think it's incredible. And to say that does not mean homophobia does not exist in no, Ireland. Absolutely because it not. absolutely does. Homophobia, We're not trying to gloss over this. No, 100%. And homophobia will, like, unfortunately exist. Like, uh, that will always exist. Anyway. And there's still... We need, still need to fight. We still need to fight for the still trans like, community. Still we still, still need, need to fight. For like, but also in terms of like the, there are a number of like clauses that didn't get written into no. law for gay people. Yep. So especially around children. Yeah. Like that's one of the things that they're still it's fighting for. a major for. thing. Yeah. Um, and so there was still absolutely work to be done. But I think this is a real clear demonstration of what's possible. And it's a clear demonstration of what our country is, was possible, was possible for our country at the time. Like, I don't think, well, it definitely wouldn't have been 30 years ago this wouldn't have happened. This would have been a massive resounding no. Like, no. There wouldn't but have been I, the push that there was. I did see a thing during the day and it made me laugh and smile at the same time, but it was like, um, it was all about here, and it was like a general statement, but it was like, I can't wait for the like millennials and ex-gens because they're the next CEOs of these companies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, they're just going to understand what like flexible working yeah. is and like yeah. paid time off like maternity leave yep. like that is like the great thing is like and I know I said this when we were talking about the like we talked about like gun laws in the states but like 
as generations grow, like just like America, just like Ireland, as like our generations have came on and people are aware of like the unfairness in our society. It's great to see that like young people, when they get out and involved, they can make like a marked difference and change. Massive difference. Like, and for me, that was the thing where I was like, I know I was like, obviously I'm young now and I was young de- younger then, but like, I was like, like my niece was out and she was like campaigning. Yeah. And like Lauren and Nadine and yep. Nikita and like Rebecca and my cousins who are openly gay. Yeah. Like we're just out and they were campaigning and they were just like, this is like our future. Yep. Like we're in our, like we're, this is literally we're about the future. to become yeah. like the next great working force of Ireland. Like this is our future. This is our Ireland. Yeah. We know what we want it to look like. We know what it, what we want it to be. And, and we're not. And like in doing that, what we're going to say is that everybody that we know is entitled to the same rights as us. Yeah. And it's fucking insane that I have to come out yeah. and say this. Like it's crazy that you have to. And seventy five thousand people got on flights and came back home. Came back home. At they the got cost like, of their own. Yeah. Like got on flights. Uh, some of them finished work the night before. Got on a flight at four a.m. Came to Ireland. Voted yes, got on a plane and went back. Like people were actively doing that. Like I think it was the outpouring of support that got me. Like because initially, when obviously the campaign was massive, you know, it was we were all so like please, please, please. And then the day of the voting, I was like, oh my god, this is going to pass. Yeah. Like immediately when I saw people getting off planes and boats and buses and random strangers going on Twitter being like, hey, I will bring you to and from the airport. I'll be parked here. This is my license plate. Yeah. Like for the gay community in Ireland, like we are not a a country that's known to be like this. But, you know, I think a lot of the time, unfortunately, we are given a very specific um, name as a country you know the Catholics and you know blah blah blah, blah. and it's like oh, we're not Catholic anymore we're not A we're not we're just not and B we are an incredibly intelligent nation and it frustrates me when you know this kind of idea of us being like oh they're drunk bah, 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 bah. we're not an incredibly astute intelligent nation with a lot of intelligent people massive amounts of education and not only that some of the kindest people you will ever meet in your life yeah, like there's we, a whole like we have barometer fuck, yeah, around charity. We've fucked up people in this country like every country. But I can tell you something for nothing. We have been in a lot of countries and there are a lot of decent people in the world. But Irish people, and I know I may sound like Shinafine, I'm not. Um, we're some of the kindest people in the world. We are. Like my friends and family are some to other people, not just me. Yeah. My, to ca- my friends strangers. and family are terrible to me, but great to strangers. <laughs> No, like, just like, I'm like, can I get a bit of that? <laughs> I can leave me a little bit, but yeah. So, um, just because it's Pride Month, I said I do that, and I hope everybody's having a good Pride Month. Happy Pride! Happy Pride, gay! Yeah, hey, gay! Happy Pride! Um, Here, actually, if you want to laugh, go and look at is it Uliana Ernesto, who I just fucking love on Facebook, on Instagram. Which one's that now? My current husband. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They just make me laugh. <laughs> They're having the best Pride. Um, um, but yeah, go and we, follow them. I hope everyone has a lovely has a lovely pride I hope you're looking after yourselves um, you know there are still if you're feeling in any way down or worried about things or scared or you're in a place of like coming out but not coming out please know that there are a lot of people in this country that voted for you to be happy and to have your rights if that if that's any sort of comfort to you um, once again as I said the LGBTQ plus IA plus community I just use gay as a blanket term as an umbrella term I hope I didn't offend anybody that wasn't my intention it's just a lot of letters to say over and over again um, but yeah that's it uh, Colin will 
edit this and go we don't care about the case Colin would be like <laughs> actually one of the funniest things about uh, the still makes me laugh to this day about the quality campaign is the sign that Colin made I can't remember for when they were marching it just said let me marry me fella <laughs> And it was like, I remember being in his house in Fairview and he just had a sign in the corner that said, let me marry me fella with two little stick men on the corner. I was like, this is my favourite thing ever. So, let me marry me fella. fella. Let's call you up so that. It's such a good thing, isn't it? Like, let I me marry me fella. And obviously, once again, as I stated, this just wasn't for gay men. This is for lesbian people, bisexual people, uh, transgender people, for non-binary people. It was for everybody. Um, so yeah, let me marry me fella. Let me marry me fella. <laughs> Um, do you think Colin would get married? Yes. Colin, yes, would you get married? He would, absolutely. I think he'd love the he attention. He would. Lo- Are you kidding me? <laughs> he would love the it. The after party would be Colin singing for the entirety of the night. Yeah. Um, I think Colin would love to get married. I do. And I th- oh, say it'd be a great day out. Be a great day. The boys are fucking I gas crack when... lads. They're gas. Like, they're the best crack, those people. Yeah. You'd have so much fun with them. Craig, marry Colin. Oh, I'd love a wedding Give us a Colin. night out. I was just thinking the other day, I don't have enough friends. Here's why. I don't want any more. I never get invited to weddings. But you don't like going to weddings. But that's not the point. I want to get a wedding. Like, oh. Why? You so hate I don't going. know. Like, the last episode, you literally said. I hate parties. I hate going to family I party know. events. But I just I, see all these I'm, people opening these wedding invitations. Like, or like when I'm talking to people, they're like, I've got blah, blah, blah. I'm going July. to a wedding blah, next blah, month. Blah, blah. It's your cousin though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's not the same thing. Why? I've loads of cousins that don't invite me to their wedding. She's not my true. Mate. They all love you. No, I like they don't know me well enough uh, to like. When is that? Seventeenth. Uh, Have you got a dress? No, I need to find one. We gotta find your dress, baby. I've no money. I'm broke. Like I've never been as poor in my life. <laughs> I've no money left. What's like, going on, Sarah? I'm worried about you. I'm having a terrible week. But happy Pride. Happy Pride. <laughs> Um, where's the straight pride where's our day yeah where's our day where's our fucking straight where's pride our day, day? Um, Tiernan and Brennan who listens to this podcast every hello, now and Tiernan then hello Tiernan and Brennan learned the word misandry <laughs> and <laughs> is he going ham 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 fucking ham that's it's misandry like, there was like a women a women in tech summit last week in Dublin and I got tickets for people and work to go mm-hmm and uh, he messaged me to be like, and when's the, when's the men in tech summit? And I was like, you don't need one because every day is a men in tech summit yeah. event because there's so many of you. Yeah. Fuck right off. And he was like, Misandry! <laughs> Misandry! And I was like, and I wrote being like, I messaged him being like, how do you know this word? And his response was, I'm listening to intellectual. Po- no, I said, how do you know this word? What feminist are you sleeping with? Yeah. Because she will figure it out soon enough. <laughs> and he wrote back saying, I'm not sleeping with any feminist. I'm listening to an awful lot of intellectual podcasts. Whoa. And I was like, absolute horseshit. And then he wrote back saying, I googled the opposite of feminism. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to attach you that says misandry. Misandry. With like two little Misandry is great. Misandry is great. Like, I would like one that says misandry is correct. It's right. Yeah. So um, we're going to go now because I'm done. TB. TB. Nope. TGPGGB. TGB Uh I'm cheered up now. Good. Your story made me happy. Yay! Like, thanks for gay rights. Gay rights. Gay rights. That's happy gay. Say. It's like that guy that goes around filming or like interviewing famous people and he just gets them to say gay rights. They're like, gay rights. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> like he films at red carpet events and he's like, can you say gay rights? And they're like, 
gay rights. No, they and there's did like a not. video of all these famous people he's talking to. Yeah, the gays are gas. The gays are gas. <laughs> Love the gays. Keep it up, lads. Like anyway, everybody have, have a great a pride. Week. Happy Christmas. Send Sarah a nice message. Yeah, I'm having a tough time. <laughs> She's having a shit time. With I think honestly because we haven't recorded last week as well, like sometimes affects my mood. But we're here now, and I didn't get to do the Patreon either because he's snuck off. Oh yeah, we did sneak off. Yeah, sneak offs. Actually, there was one letter that I read from someone that made me cry. What was? It? I'll, sh- I'll let you read it when we finish. Is it? We we read it out on the, on the Patreon the other night, but I'll let you read it. Okay. Am I gonna cry? Maybe. Oh, well, you seem quite emotional. At the moment. Very emotional. I think it's this period. <laughs> period's like, it's killing, really killing Period's me. killing you, love. Like I told you, I was listening to Dave Grohl's book crying. Yeah, that's There's an odd nothing one. in that <laughs> book to cry about. Like, I was well, like, his friend did die. That's bad. You need to talk about that. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought maybe he did. I was like, Jesus <laughs> <laughs> he loves his daughters. Like, literally. Like, you are going through going it. Going through it. Like, today I was like, I hate everybody and I couldn't care less. And now you're like, I love the gays. And I'm like, the fucking gays, man. Um, let me read this letter and I might cry. Okay, okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Hi, gay. Happy Pride Month. We are sashaying away with deals. This month at The Butter Shop, we're running a special deal. If you can prove that you're queer, you get three pints off your fir- your your choice of creamed, checked, or drowned, drowned butter. And if you do mouth stuff, you get four. We love gay, and it's awesome. So come visit. And we also make candles now. Wouldn't a candle be nice for gay stuff? In the bedroom or just hanging out. Yeah, we wouldn't, we wouldn't, your part, wouldn't, hey, wouldn't your partner want butter from the original old male's maid home? We've been making butter since 1945, and we've been accepting all people since the last four months. So yeah, we're gagging for you to come take a taste of Cecily's Butter Shop, at Cecily's Butter Shop. My friend's mom, um, I think is, I think is gay, so we think it's cool. Turn it off, Willard. Attention, feminists! Murder Most Irish merchandise available now from Teespring.com. Plain, boring old tea's getting you down? Hey, buddy, does your honey scream funny, duddy? Spruce up your wardrobe with brand new and improved MMI apparel exclusively from Teespring.com. Don't be a mug? Buy one of ours. Like to steal things? Conceal your identity at the local shop and go with a kooky face mask. Be the swingingest crazy bag lady on the block with our organic totes. Murder Most Irish merchandise at Teespring.com for all your murder feminist needs. Teespring.com is a third-party company. All stock manufacturing, purchases and refunds are handled exclusively by them. Any queries should be directed to www.teespring.com.